Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 399. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is not with me right now. Or technically, I guess I'm not really with him right now. <laughs> uh, you know, this wild, wild, crazy November that I have going on continues this week as well. And uh, I am coming to you right now from Las Vegas, although I will be leaving for Tunica, Mississippi, bright and early tomorrow morning for CFSC 115. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's media day going on right now, and I'm not there. Cold coffee is. Cold coffee's handling business over there, but I got to be honest with you, I just had so much stuff going on. Um, I had to make a call and, and, and a late uh, pivot to not go to the UFC media day at the UFC Apex, which I don't know that I've ever missed a media day that was in Las Vegas while I was in the same town, and I feel pretty damn bad about it, but uh, the work was mounting, I'm not going to lie, all the stuff I had to get done um, around the site and around some social stuff and around everything else, plus getting ready to travel and getting ready to my, my broadcast notes and all that, there was just a lot going on, so unfortunately had to make the decision that I was not going to be able to make it to the media day, not the biggest high profile media day by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, a UFC event nonetheless, I certainly don't plan to make this a, a regular routine but unfortunately, that was the case today. So I'm actually trying to get this podcast done while Mr. Cold Coffee is over there still recording things over there at the USC Apex because I got a lot to get done before I head out of town. And of course, I mean, we're talking about the USC, but the real fight week we're talking about is Hot Tea Fight Week. That's right. Oscar Willis is set to tee it up Saturday night. Tough enough. Uh, it'll be at the Circa hotel and casino in uh, downtown Las Vegas, so tickets still available for that. Uh, it's actually a charity event in association with Randy Couture's uh, foundation, so a pretty cool opportunity to, to give some money to a good cause and come watch the entertainment, if you will. Now, I'll just get to it right off the top. I promised you that I would update you on, on broadcast potential and talk to the man, Oscar Willis himself. It looks like pay attention to his IG live is, is what's going to happen. Um, probably the best way to do it there and I don't know what he's got I know um I I think I, I, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say who's shooting I think I don't know, I'll just leave that alone <laughs> sometimes I never know if I'm supposed to say that. anyway I know he's got a videographer helping him out a little bit now I don't know if that videographer is going to help him out and actually um you know turn it, it, it like broadcast it live as well and I don't think he's playing like any kind of massive documentary or anything but I think he just you know hey it's a hell of an experience and I think he wants some nice professional footage that he owns that he can do stuff with if he wants to and I'm sure if they you know if it goes his way as he mentioned you know maybe they'll put it on the Mac life if it doesn't maybe it'll just stay in the cutting room floor and be a memory for him but he will be fighting under the tough enough banner this Saturday I will be on the call as well but Unfortunately, not a live broadcast. It's not a UFC Fight Pass broadcast. It will be taped uh, to be broadcast a week later on BN Sports. So you will get to see it. Even if you can't catch his IG live, um, you will get to see it. I, I mean, I say that. I, the BN Sport, they edit it. I don't think they broadcast the thing in whole. I think they kind of pick and choose the bouts they want that fit in their time window. So I think it'll probably kind of all boil down to how things play out. But nonetheless, nonetheless, you will certainly uh, – uh, get an opportunity to potentially see that somehow. We'll find something for you. Uh, then the next night, we will be back on uh, UFC Fight Pass. Tough Enough is actually doing a two-night event at Circa, and then Sunday night show will be uh, back on, on UFC Fight Pass. So, again, a, a fun, crazy weekend. Uh, CFFC for me, Friday night, Tunica, Mississippi, Horseshoe Hotel and Casino. So if you're out there in the Tunica area, uh, roll on by, say what's up, and then we'll fly back on Saturday. 
Uh, I think I'll have time to swing by. I, I got to see how the schedule works out. I'd like to swing by and still check out uh, the main event. I, I fly back on Saturday, and I, I think I may be able to find a way where I can do the main event uh, at the UFC at the Apex and then head over uh, to the Circa for, for Tough Enough. So we'll see. We're playing it all by ear. We're having to figure it all out. It's a, it's a new era. It's a new generation in, in the John Morgan career. We're having to, normally very meticulously in planning. Some of these things, you're just going to have to fly uh, by the seat of the pants a little bit, depending on schedule. So, anyway, crazy week. Obviously, the continued discussion all comes from UFC 281. What a great show it is. So glad I made that trip to New York, to, despite everything that was going on. I uh, only got to be there for fight night, of course, but what a memorable fight night. I mean, I'm I'm not the guy that likes saying, this was the greatest ever. I hate that, because you don't really remember every single UFC fight night in one moment, but damn it. If that wasn't right up there at the top, entertainment value has been uh, absolutely incredible on that one. And the, the 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 continued follow-up discussion um, just goes to show you what a big event it is. I was wiped out once I got back, man. It was minimal sleep. You know, anybody that listens to the and a half episode over there on patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow knows. <laughs> First of all, it was I couldn't even get it done till Monday, man. I had to get some sleep, so I couldn't even get the thing done till Monday. Uh, but got the and a half done. And uh, and then, I mean, just needed some some, some sleep. Uh, but it was a fun, fun week, man. We had we had CFFC on Thursday night down in Florida. Fun card there. And then the Battle at Bragg was, was amazing. And I'll tell you what's been really cool. If you didn't catch the Battle at Bragg on USC Fight Pass, go, go, go watch at least a little bit of it. Go check out because it's pretty cool, man. Um, NCAA wrestling event at Fort Bragg on Veterans Day. Uh, it was our first one producing it, Fury Professional Grappling. And the reception of it uh, by the wrestling community, the NCAA wrestling community, the programs involved. It's been fantastic, and, and that's exciting to see because I know Rob Haydack, the CEO at CFSC, man, collegiate wrestling is a huge passion of his, and, and he'd love to get more involved in it. And I had a blast doing it too. And, you know, we had a couple little technical hiccups here and there. I mean, the fact that we weren't in a normal kind of production setting but actually in an airport hangar, of course that's going to change things up a little bit. And it's our first time doing a collegiate wrestling event all together as a crew. So we're kind of figuring out the, you know, the traffic pattern and how things work. And we did have a rainstorm right in the middle of it, which was crazy. Tropical storm comes blowing in, and we actually have to stop down Put 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 the event on hold for a second, and then the 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 Rangers there they they actually helped back out an airplane out of the hangar <laughs> so that we could close the doors and uh and, and actually get the action started again. So pretty pretty wild, man. It was a uh, it was pretty funny scene, and the army all pitched in to get it done. So um, it it was a it was it was a pretty memorable moment, but but uh, pretty cool. Uh, but obviously USC 281, then the following night is big talk. I tell you, the big thing that's been cracking me up is all the, the Alex Pajeda memes about, you know, uh, Adesanya retires to go golfing, and here comes uh, here comes Pajeda, you know, learning to golf or whatever. In fact, you know, the news was just breaking as I was sitting down to start this about the whole brass knuckle situation. I saw somebody had a meme, like, here's Pajeda, you know, being arrested in a jumpsuit or whatever. Like, hey, wherever, wherever Adesanya goes, Pajeda's coming after him, man. Where you go, I go, champ. Those have been cracking me up a little bit, but uh, man, I, I I cannot wait to see that rematch. You know, big, 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 big fight the first time around. I had that big fight feel in the business, and you know, it's one of those fights that after you're done, you know, there's just no other question. We're doing the instant rematch. There's no there's no other fight that makes sense right now, and so we're gonna do the instant rematch. So I absolutely cannot wait for that. And dude, I don't know that I'm any closer to knowing who I'd pick. <laughs> you know, even a couple days later. Thinking about it all, it's, you know, what do we say going in? Well, Adesanya could easily outpoint him on the feet, but if Alex Mejeda catches him, 
what do we see? You know, Adesanya putting him on the feet and then Pajeda catching him. So, you know, they go to it again. It's crazy when you think about it. You know, how many rounds has Adesanya won against Pajeda in their three meetings between MMA and kickboxing? How many rounds has Pajeda won versus how many fights? Or how many rounds has Adesanya won to say versus how many fights has Pajeda won? It's crazy when you think about it. I mean, he really does have that one-shot power that absolutely changes everything. So I can't wait to see it again. Can't wait to see it again. Kudos to uh, you know Adesanya, the way he's been handling everything, all class, which is good to see. I mean, carry yourself as a champion. I love it. You know, I love the respect from the team. I love everything that we're seeing out there. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just – kudos to Alex Mejeda and the happening. I mean, just – I don't know, man. It was one of those fights. It was it was a phenomenal fight, and, and I can't wait to see it again. So, uh, all right, listen. Uh, like like I said, I'm, I'm heading out in the in the morning uh, for CFFC 115. Uh, but this weekend is crazy. There is so much going on on the schedule. If you are an MMA fan, there is so much going on. And I guess the entertainment started a little bit early today. It got started with the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission meeting. <laughs> a lot going on there. Um, you know, I think the the um, the big stories coming out of it, uh, the, the, the three-month suspension for Ilir Latifi. Of course, you'll remember he had that staph infection that he didn't disclose ahead of time. And then in the in, in the, the, the the post-fight interview, he's talking about the infection that he had. And everybody was kind of like, oh, I don't know if you're supposed to say that. Um, you know, the NSAC did address it. And I think that's the proper thing to do is just say, hey, we're going to set some precedent here. We're not going to let you say I came into this fight injured and I didn't disclose it. Because there is. There's a private medical documentation that you're supposed to disclose any injuries and the biggest reason for that one honestly is really I mean and there's a number of reasons but one of the biggest ones is with concussion protocol and that sort of thing you know there's a question about being like knocked out in training and stuff like that and you know all that's key to 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 fighter safety and you know with a, a, a potential infection like that you know that's infection that you could give to somebody else and so anyway, there's real logical, practical reason for it. It's not as if the commission is just being a little too nosy or something along the line. There's a reason to do it. Now, the three-month suspension, didn't touch his purse, suspended him three months. I think we all understand a three-month suspension is, is really, I mean, that's about as slap on the wrist as you can get, right? Like, don't do that again, buddy. You know that wasn't right. Um, no real concern there with three months. I mean, who fights in three months? Nobody. Especially the Latifi. He doesn't even know if he's going to fight again. What's going on? What's next? So, you know, but I, I think it's at least good to set a precedent that, hey, man, um, <laughs> you know, don't come out. Don't not disclose your injuries and then be talking about everything afterwards. Now, it leads into as well the Derek Minner situation again. Now, more to it with the Derek Minner situation, of course, because now it involved all the gambling odds, all the wagering lines, and there's some real, uh, you know, security concerns and investigation going on there and all that. Um, again, I've said it from the beginning. I would be surprised if, if um, you know, the crew around him. I know people were quick to jump on James Krause. I don't know, man. I I just don't necessarily see you know James Krause being the guy that was out there going, hey, let's hammer the line against my guy. It just doesn't seem like him as a person. But um, you know, certainly some information got out somehow, somewhere, and uh, you know the investigation will hopefully find that. But now again, you have a real practical reason as well with you know what happened here. Why did you not disclose anything like that? But the 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 NSAC did not address that today. They're going to address that at a future meeting. So. All that investigation. I think I think they're going to wait to get you know the results of the investigation at that point as well. They want to know more about what's going on. This that's that's a little bit different than a staph infection. You're know, going in with a severe leg injury and then 
you know, not only that, but one that has led people around you to, to hammer the uh, not one. And, and you got to think, I mean, well, again, I don't say, you, you got to think there's at least somebody with a connection to the team. You know, the, some, somehow that information got out. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. And then, of course, the other uh, big point of uh, discussion at the NSAC meeting was the approval of the Power Slap League rules, which has been all the rage in terms of debate uh, as of late. I, you know, I've said it, and, and I'll say it again. I don't have as much problem as it seems like a lot of people do with this Power Slap League. I saw the event. I, I, I was, to be honest with you, quite entertained by it. I'm glad the fact that, you know, these guys are actually going to get tested. You're going to get a battery of tests that's on par with what guys have to do to step in and, and fight in the UFC. So you're talking about really the highest level of testing available. And so with that involved, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. And, and I, I get it. You know, I've, I've seen the arguments, well, but, you know, at least you can defend yourself and some of these other things. But, you know, I, you know, I, I watch some of the brutal knockouts that we have in MMA, and I just don't understand how we can cheer them all as a as – a, as a community and be like, wow, man, that, uh, what a devastating knockout. That was amazing. But then, you know, power slap. Oh, I can't stand by that. I mean, we're just giving people concussions at that point. I just don't understand it. Like if you're a person that says to me, I do not like combat sports, man. I just don't think, you know, people should be putting their health and safety on the line for the point of sport. If that's where you stand, I, I can't argue with that. That's your opinion. You know what I mean? That really is truly your opinion. I get it. But if, if you're okay with some forms of combat sport, I don't really understand, you know, how you can be against other. And I have heard, well, there's no defense in that. And I get it. But it's also not a closed fist. It's also not a shin. It's also not a knee. It's also not an elbow. You know, it's an open-handed slap. And it's a maximum of three per event. And at that point, there's medical testing being done afterwards. So I, I, I don't know. I, I guess, I don't know. I just don't get the hour. And it just feels so similar to me. Of when, you know, MMA was being, and maybe that's why. Maybe, maybe it's because I lived through the whole time where MMA was trying to be banned, and it just the outrage to me sounds exactly the same. Of, you know, ah, oh, this is I can't allow people to do this. And it's like I don't know, man. Do you need to protect people from themselves? And I don't get it. I, I don't know. Like I said, if you're opposed to all combat sports and you're trying to eliminate all potential head trauma because you don't want punches and kicks and shins and knees and elbows and all that, then I can't argue with that. I mean, I can tell you that I don't feel the same way, but at least there's consistency in the application of what you can stand for and what you can't stand for. I, I just don't necessarily understand the outrage with all this. So we'll see how it all plays out, but it was all, it, it was all approved today. I will say I did think it was interesting to hear Commissioner Klubeck talking about the fact, you know, one of his chief questions, now fighter safety was a chief question, but one of the other was, hey, um, you know, what are we going to make off this? And I get it. Now, you know, the, 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 the costs of regulating have to be paid for. And I don't disagree that maybe the, the, there's a, a profit involved as well. I, I don't know. It felt weird to me. You know, it just said, look, we're a business. The commission is a business that's working for the state. And so whatever we're involved in, we got to have cost plus. And that was just a really open discussion. And I get it. I mean, the commission doesn't operate for free by any stretch. You know, it's under a government budget, but there's costs involved. So I think the cost absolutely should have to be covered. It's like, hey, we shouldn't have to regulate an event at the cost of our taxpayers, the general taxpayer. No, you you know the 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 body that wants us to come regulate this event you should be covering all the costs involved 
But I don't know. It struck me a little weird to sit there and say, and you need to make sure that, that we're, we're making some profit on our end as well. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess. It, I, it's just an interesting part to me. I mean, the, the, the profit, of course, goes to the state, goes to the fund. And I get it. We're a business operating with the government. But I just thought that question, I, it struck me as odd. It just struck me as, as, as that was a chief concern. Fighter safety, yes, chief concern, but also, you know, what profit are we going to make here? I don't know. I didn't necessarily love that part of it. But, again, I don't have the issue with the with the power slap the way a lot of people do. So, um, like I said, I was kind of entertained by the event that I saw. And we'll see how it all plays out uh, moving forward. Now, uh, all right, listen, talked about a crazy week of, of stuff going on. And I, I'm talking about a ton of it, right? I mean, you've got uh, one championship doing a, a pair of events. you got the UFC. you got Bellator. you got, of course, uh, for us, CFFC. And, and there's a number of events on UFC Fight Pass this week. We're not even by, by, by close. I mean, we're the one you want to watch, of course, CFFC. But, but there's a ton of events on UFC Fight Pass this week as well. There's BKFC as well. So, um, listen, I thought I'd take uh, you know a little chance to touch on a, a couple of them. Because I had a chance to talk to the people in preparation for this. And, and the first, um, I'll, I'll take a look at one championship. Because Christian Lee is uh, at one on Prime Video 4, is looking to move up to welterweight. He's already the reigning, uh, reigning, reigning lightweight title holder. Uh, and he's ma- looking to make a move up to welterweight so that he can be a double champion. And he's taking on a very tough Cameron Abasov uh, in that. I, I, I love these one on prime video cards. Obviously, they're Friday night. Rod Tang, Jitman Wong is on there, who was a lot of fun to watch. Bibiana Fernandez is back in there. Cosmo Alexandre is back on there. Uh, the submission grappling match with Daniel Kelly uh, against a Sambo Master as well. So I, I love uh, those one on prime video events. I will have to watch that one in replay, of course, because I'll be on air with CFFC. But, man, they archive right away on Prime Video, and then you can go back and watch it. So had a chance to talk to Christian Lee, a kid that is still in his early 20s, has fought his entire career underneath the 1SC banner, and who I think is just part of an incredibly talented family, an incredibly well-spoken family. I mean, this this martial arts family is just something special. So uh, if you haven't had a chance to hear from Christian Lee before, uh, here's my conversation with him, previewing one on Prime Video 4. All right, it is one champ, Christian Lee. Christian, it's good to see you. You got your belt back in the last time out in October. A great, great win over Oak Ray Yoon there. Talk to me about that one, man. Just your performance there and kind of the meaning of of, of gaining that championship back. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, that, that last fight was uh, it was a very important one for me. And uh, it definitely felt good um, winning the rematch and also uh, claiming my belt back again. Um you know, for me, the first fight, I, I was really, you know, I was unhappy about the way that it ended. It went to the judges. Um, you know, I was uh, I was very vocal about it. I, I thought that I did enough to get the job done. But, um, you know, after that fight, I put that all aside. Um, I had, you know, almost a full year to prepare for the rematch. So uh, I just got back in the gym. I worked harder than ever. And uh, going into the rematch, I just had one thing set out in mind, and that was that I was not going to leave it to the judges again. So I made sure to push the pace early on, and uh, I looked for a finish, and I was able to get it done. Yeah, I was going to say, mission accomplished all the way around there. You looked phenomenal, and we'll just say it, not wasting any time at all. I mean, it's November, and here you are already back ready to fight again. So I guess 
what was the push or the, or the reason to get back so quickly? I mean, was it important for you to fight again this quickly? Is it just the way the schedule worked out? Why the quick return? Um, well, you know, for me, it's it's the opportunity. You know, when I was given the opportunity to fight for the welterweight title, it's just, you know, it's too good of an opportunity to, to let pass by. And um, thankfully, coming off of that last fight, I wasn't injured. They, um, it ended in the second round. So, um, you know, I was I was really good to go. So as soon as I got back uh, from Singapore, I went back into the gym. I got my camp started. And, um, you know, I figured why not? It's, it's such a big opportunity. And um, it's something that I've always wanted. I've always wanted to have a chance to, uh, to fight for a second world title in a second division. And, um, yeah, it's... Yeah, I'm very happy that everything lined up the way it did. I love it. It's a big chance for you to say it's one on Prime Video. It'll air in North America in prime time on Friday, November the 18th. Moving up in weight, as you said, to challenge Cameron Abasov. Um, I, you know, you said it's something that you would always want to do. I mean, were you pushing in the back? Were you talking to Shatri and, and the matchmakers and saying, hey, if this is available? Or did they just come to you and it all worked together? Like, how did that work out? Um, it's actually something I've been pushing for for a while, um, even before um, before I lost my belt and regained it again um, when I was when I was defending my lightweight title. Uh, it was something I kept hinting at. You know, I always I kept you know telling Chatri, I kept telling the media. I said I want to I want to fight for the welterweight title. Um, and then you know after my last fight, uh, we sat down. We sat down with the company. Sat down with Chatri, and and I, I expressed the fact that I wanted to. Uh, fight for the welterweight title and then on on the other end uh, Abbasov was waiting for a fight it's been almost two years I believe possibly over two years since he's defended his belt um, and so he was in need of a, a challenger and I'm more than happy to step up and take that spot I love it taking on the big challenges talk talk to me about Abbasov I mean, what do you think about him as an opponent obviously he's had a great track record what, what do you think about him as a fighter uh, I think Abbasov is a, a very good fighter um He's dangerous. He likes to come forward. He, I think that he is a finisher. He likes to look for the finish. Um, and he, he's able to mix up his boxing and his wrestling very well. Um, so he's, he's found a lot of success in the welterweight division. Um, I think that I think that between me and Abasov, our styles line up to make a, a really exciting fight. I think that there's no way uh, this fight's going to go to the decision. Um, I believe that he's going to be coming out looking to knock me out and I'm going to be out there looking to knock him out. So um, it's all going to come down to who's able to execute their strategy better. Yeah, hundred percent on paper. It looks like fireworks. And I got to ask you prime time, right? I mean, especially for somebody like you, Christian, that's been with the organization your whole career. I mean, we're talking about seven years at this point and now you get to be in prime time, right? We're not asking people to wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning to watch you compete or whatever. I mean, I know, you know, the title means everything. It's about the fight. But does that opportunity to be in prime time, does that kind of bring something extra special to this one for you? Uh, definitely. Um, I'm very excited uh, to be headlining my first show on Amazon Prime. And, uh, yeah, first event to be in U.S. prime time. So, you know, it's, you know, all around everything about this fight is, is going to be very big for me. And, um, yeah, I'm glad that, you know, all my friends and family back home, all my students at my, at my gym, I can just tell them, you know, turn the TV on, go on Amazon. 6 o'clock p.m. Is, is around the time it'll be on here in Hawaii, which is perfect. And um, all across the U.S., it's going to be prime time. So um, I'm very excited for this, for this opportunity. It's a big moment for me. And, um, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm ready to go at this point.
I love it, man. It really does feel like kind of everything's coming together at all the right points. I know how frustrated you were with the setback, but man, everything's in momentum for you. So I, I know you're certainly not going to look past this challenge. You have a lot of respect, but I mean, what else do you see on the horizon? Are, are we going three divisions and getting crazy <laughs> with it? Or are we trying to defend both belts? Like, wh wh what do you see moving forward? Uh, man, I mean, I don't want to put a cap to it. Um, I'm definitely going to keep my options open. I plan on on beating Cameron Abasov, claiming the welterweight title, um, and then I I plan on defending my lightweight title and the welterweight title, um, and then you know from there, um, you know that's the exciting thing about this sport. Anything can happen, so um, I'll just wait for whatever opportunity presents itself, and I'm looking to to take the next big big challenge. Phenomenal. Well, I know there's uh, still plenty of opportunities in the future for you, young man. Uh, you, I, I think you touched on it. I think everybody kind of sees it. But, I mean, when you play this thing out in your head, I mean, it just looks like it's going to be absolute fireworks, right? Is that is that what you're expecting, just just a firefight? Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm not looking past Abasov in any way. I know he's a dangerous opponent. But uh, in my mind, I see it playing out very similar to my last fight. I plan on, on um, pushing the pace early and uh, picking him apart. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait. I think it's going to be a phenomenal main event, and it's on Prime Video Friday, November the 18th here uh, in North America. So, Christian, thank you for the time. Best of luck. We'll certainly be tuning in, and uh, I guess champ champ status on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I just love talking to that family, man. <laughs> They're like all obviously very dedicated, uh, incredible martial artists, but all just like so buttoned up and they got the awesome speakers, man. I, I really, especially for all being so young, man, it's it's crazy. But uh, big things there. So that's the headliner at one on a Prime Video Four, as I said. Um, you know, one of of two events. Now the second one, it, it, when they do these one on Prime Video uh, events, they're they're usually doing them in pairs, and they'll do a, a second one that's obviously uh, a little bit tougher to watch for us. That's more the prime time event uh, over in Singapore, which is you know comes on like eight o'clock in the morning or uh, you know like five a.m. for the prelims. Although I will say Shinya Oki is on there, uh, Yushin Okami is on there. I mean, there's some notable names on the second card as well. One one sixty three, which will air on Saturday morning. But it's those Friday events. Those Saturday morning events are what one has been for years, which is, you know, it's, you care, but it's kind of hard to get up and follow them. You know what I mean? It's just too early in the morning. And then by the time the results have already happened, then it's kind of hard to go back and watch it. But the live ones on Friday night, I'm, I'm really, really liking. So uh, that is uh, Christian Lee. Uh, looking forward to those events. Um, all right, listen, uh, not the only thing going on, though. There's a lot going on here as well. Like I said, uh, there's also, if you're interested in it, a BKFC event as well. Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship is in Omaha, Nebraska on Friday night. The main event actually just uh, finished writing a story for Sports Illustrated. Uh, Houston Alexander and Joey Beltran in the main event. A, 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 a rivalry that is renewed 12 years after their initial meeting, which is which is pretty wild. Uh, they met on the regional scene. If you, if you set the timing right, it's pretty interesting. They met on the regional scene in Oklahoma uh, in MMA years and years ago, and it was just as Houston Alexander was uh, coming out of the UFC, he'd had that lackluster fight, of course, with, um, with with Kimbo Slice. Meanwhile, Joey Beltran was actually kind of on his way up at the time and actually punched his ticket to the UFC with that win. So that's the main event. And, and I did do a couple interviews with those guys as well. Those are on the on, on the, um, 
the YouTube channel as well, the Underground YouTube channel. But uh, there's also a story at Sports Illustrated previewing the headliner. But there was another interview that, that I wanted you guys to hear even more. And it is Kevin Kroom. Kevin Kroom is making his uh, BKFC debut in the co-main event here. Now you say, Kevin Kroom, why do I remember that name? Crash, Kevin Kroom, kind of the veteran, came into the UFC um, and, and you know, had kind of a, a, a rough go at it, to say the least, man. Came in. Uh, got got choked out by uh, Roosevelt Roberts in his short notice debut, then had fights. I mean, this is a damn murderous row that he faced in there. Alice Caceres, Brian Kelleher, and Alatang Lee. Four fights and, and done, you know. And this is a guy that uh, at the time had like 33 fights coming into the UFC, right? Had been fighting professionally since 2009 before he made it to the UFC in 2020. So over a decade in the sport before he makes it to the highest level. Next thing you know, he's four fights in and he's done, you know. Um, and that's hard, you know what I mean? That's hard, especially in, in this business, man. You know, you, you got this idea of wanting to get to that level and you get there and it doesn't go your way and it's over before you know it, you know. And that's what happened here. And, you know, Kevin Kroom has since come back. He returned in uh, in September and got a majority decision win um, out on the regional scene. It was a main event. Um, so a big one for him there, but, you know, again, a majority decision uh, and one that he di- didn't necessarily think that he performed his best in. But now this Friday night he'll make his bare-knuckle debut, and he's in the co-main event as well. But I enjoyed this conversation because, you know me, man, I like talking to, to big, you know, big names and stuff. That's all great. I know that's what gets the most clicks. But, you know, what I really love is, is, is talking to people about their journey and what this thing is like, man. I find a lot of inspiration and a lot of – I don't know, man, just practical advice in life, not just, you know, in mixed martial arts, um, from the battles and, and, and the things that these guys go through. And Kevin Kroon was pretty open about how difficult it was kind of adjusting to not having your dream kind of materialized the way you thought it would and then kind of readjusting your dream. You see how that might appeal to me a little bit? <laughs> how having to readjust your plan and uh, things not necessarily stay in the way that you thought they would be forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So things like this kind of kind of appeal to me, and I appreciated Kevin Crooms' honesty and the fact that he says, look, you know, I don't know about this BKFC thing, but I'm, I'm a little bit out there. I'm a little bit wild and crazy, and this is a little bit out there. It's a little bit on the fringe. Uh, maybe this is just a spot for me. So uh, we'll see what happens when he makes his debut in the co-main event. Again, BKFC, the app's just $4.99 a month. So you do have to pay for it. It's not free, but it's $4.99 a month, and, and you get all their cards. I mean, I, know, I think they're still trying to do like one or two pay-per-views a year where you have to buy extra when they really stack it up for the for the knuckle mania or what have you. But for the most part, i got to be honest with you, man. I think their, their product's pretty dang good man the production level's high the you know the 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 action's fast and for 4.99 a month it's it's not bad it's not bad i'm paying for enough streaming services now man i guess i guess i've gotten used to the point now where i'm just having to pay monthly subscriptions to everything i i am no longer paying the high price of cable i'm now paying the 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 price for a whole bunch of low price subscription things that now equal more than my cable bill ever did i'm pretty sure of but uh that's a discussion for a whole nother situation. Here is Kevin Kroom. Hopefully you respect, you know, kind of the honesty and, and uh, everything you'll hear from him. Well, it is Crash Kevin Kroom and uh, getting used to, I guess, life outside of the UFC. I'm I'm not sure if many people had much tougher runs than what you had in the UFC. I mean, uh, they, they kind of threw you to the wolves there. So I guess as you as you look back on it, man, what, what do you think about your time in the UFC? Uh, I mean, 
shit, I did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, uh, it, it was a rough one, but I mean, that's life. You know what I mean? Like, fucking throw me the wolves. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't really have I have too much to say about it. this. Is life? I I chose like the toughest toughest life around. You know what I mean? And uh, I fucking jumped and fallen on my face too many times to count and I just keep getting get back up, you know? So that that's just what it is, you know? I know everybody's kind of chasing that dream to get there. And then, you know, when it doesn't necessarily go exactly how you envisioned it, I mean, is it difficult in the days after to realize like, Hey, we've got to make new goals. We've got to change direction here. Or do you immediately go like, well, hell I'm just a fighter and I'm going to keep fighting. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I had a I had a pretty iffy summer. You know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know how much I left my couch this summer. You know, it it, it was, yeah, man. I mean, it's a it's a, a whirlwind kind of. You know, uh, but I mean, yeah, man, it's life. Like I, I I'm not gonna stop doing what I love doing. You know, like so, whatever. <laughs> That's what matters. Well, you did get back in the winter circle, which is great. In September, main event in yeah. Kansas City, got the hand raised. I guess. You know, how important was that victory? I know you said afterwards wasn't exactly the way you wanted it to go, but just to get that win and to get that feel, I guess, how important was that? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it, it, it was good for me. Uh, like like I said, like, uh, man, like I have gone through a whole roller coaster of emotions like this summer. And to be honest, like I didn't have – I didn't have the drive to, like, get up and train. You know what I mean? Like uh, – I, I was just going from making pretty decent money to making nothing, you know what I mean? And like, I, I didn't necessarily want to be at the gym, like, and, and I was there, but I wasn't there, you know what I mean? So, uh, it was really kind of cool for me to like, like get in. I ended up having a pretty tough fight. Uh, and you know, I, I, I grinded it out. I got the W and because of that, I'm like, Hey man, this is what happens when you're not really living the life you know, uh, and it kind of gave me the motivation, uh, to really get back in there and turn it up. Cause, cause man, I just didn't have it. Like <laughs> I didn't have it, man. It, it, it sucked. And, uh, I still got the dub. I got it all back. And so it's like, I, I mean, it was kind of the best case scenario really. Uh, uh, I'm here to do the work now again, you know? Yeah. I get it. I mean, look, that's a big crossroads moment, right? I mean, everybody's gunning for the UFC. It doesn't work out, and, and that just happens. But there are other places to fight and compete, but it's it's a difficult adjustment to get your mind wrapped around, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, especially when that has been your, your goal for your whole entire adult life is working for this one thing, and then, and then you get it. And, I mean, it was up and down, <laughs> you know, uh, it, like you said, didn't go exactly the way I wanted it to. Uh, and so, yeah, you're kind of just like, fuck, what, what's next? What, what, like, what do I do? You know? And, uh, like I said, I spent a lot of this time on this couch, but, uh, we got through it and here we are, baby. <laughs> I love it. And now we're not only doing MMA, we're doing bare knuckle boxing as well, right? Slated for the BKFC yeah. debut on November 18th in Omaha at right. BKFC 33. Talk to me about how this came about. I mean, was this something you sought out? It was just presented to you? How did this come together? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I, I kind of sought it out. Uh, James Krause had asked, asked me a couple of years ago. Uh, I, I guess they, they might have threw an offer out there, and uh, I, I turned it down. Uh not not wanting it you know and after going through this whole experience i feel like uh this is 
maybe like a good way. Like I, I think uh, not that there's not really tough fighters and not that it, it's not taught, you know, tough. Like, I mean, it's bare knuckle, all this stuff, but uh, I just feel like this is a way that I could probably make decent money uh, without fighting maybe the most world-class fighters out there. You know, because I don't know if you've ever fought a world-class fighter. It's fucking hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it sucks sometimes. And, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not, like, uh, trying to diminish I- anybody that I could fight or anything like that. I just I just feel like it's a new thing, you know? Like, it hasn't been around that long. And uh, uh, I feel like I can kind of get in there and um, uh, do well. And not only that, I kind of feel like uh, their fans and everything is kind of like my whole vibe. I'm kind of a wild, crazy guy. I think they might like some wild and craziness. So, uh, yeah, man, it, it just seemed like uh, a good transition for me. I love it. Well, listen, the thing that everybody's supposed to say is, I'll fight anybody, anywhere, anytime, right? That's the Bravo. But the reality is what you really want is the easiest opponent for the well, most amount of money. That's, yeah. that's the reality. Yeah, man, I mean, uh, you can look at my record and know I've proven it. I will fight anybody, anywhere, anytime, 100%. And that's why I got the record I have. And that's why I've missed out on a lot of the money that I've missed out on. You know what I mean? That's just the truth. And I still don't give a fuck. I'll throw down with whatever. It doesn't matter. However, I am probably on the back nine, let's be honest. And uh, shit, man, I'm trying to build my bank up, you know? So, yeah, that's it. I, you're right. I'm trying to fight the easiest guy <laughs> for the most money possible and, and uh, get some more fans on there, you know? Uh, so talk to me about how you're preparing for this. Are, are you are you training at Glory for this? And I mean, are you guys have, have has James or anybody else kind of built a program or, or starting to develop a, a training program for bare knuckle fighting? Yeah, yeah. Me and uh, me and James are, are working on stuff, and uh, we have uh, Jason High who who fought. He got in bare knuckle. He's he's the only guy who's fought bare knuckle at our gym uh, thus far. Um working together doing doing stuff and uh yeah man uh i'm pumped win column you know i love it so i mean how do you prepare i mean you've been training for mma your whole from what i've seen i mean mma fighters are making good transition into this i think just because you're used to the kind of you know car crashes that an mma fight commands but um talk to me about i guess what you're doing specifically is it just you know Big glove boxing training? Is it little glove boxing training? Like, how are you approaching it? Been hitting a lot of brick walls, bare, bare, <laughs> bare knuckle. You know what I mean? Um, no, yeah, man. Uh, I think I think bare knuckle kind of goes into my game already. Uh, I'm pretty good on the outside, and I'm really good on the inside. I, I'm I'm a pretty good dirty boxer, good at the clinch, uh, and I think that's kind of uh, a big thing about this new sport, this kind of new thing where you can kind of, it's not boxing. It's not MMA. Uh, it's a marriage of the two that they allow, as long as you're throwing punches, they allow a lot of, uh, you know, uh, a lot of clinch work. And, uh, I mean, I've, I've been clinching since I was what, like 15 years old, something like that, you know? So yeah, I, I, I think it, it fits into my skill sets already pretty well. And, uh, yeah. So, we're, we're trying it out. <laughs> I look forward to it. Any uh, Sean Wilson as an opponent? I mean, have you done, do you bother doing any research? I mean, this is all kind of new, but do you try to break the guy down, look at his MMA record? Like, uh, what do you do? Uh, luckily, James Krause fought him. 
a, a bunch of years ago. So I didn't I'm, know that. Uh, me and my coach are about to be Eskimo fighters. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, and yeah, man. So, so yeah, I, I got firsthand knowledge. Also, you know, got a few people out of uh, Nebraska who know him pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, I might have watched one of his. I think I watched him and James fight, which, I mean, yeah, it's MMA. Who knows, man? Like, I'm just getting ready. I'm going to be in shape, and we're going to go out there and throw him, you know. I love it. Are you walking into this as kind of a a one-off to see how, you know, how, how, if you like it, if you enjoy it, or are you saying it like, no, this is, this is the start of a run with BKFC. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I, I believe it's probably a start of a, a run, you know, but you know, uh, who, who knows? Uh, yeah. Like I said, man, I mean, I, I have a, a general feeling that they're going to love me. <laughs> I think the fans are going to love me. I think, I like fit in the whole culture of what they got going on, you know, like, uh, I'm a pretty wild dude. So like, I mean, yeah, I, I think it, it's going to be a really good fit for me. So I am excited to, to go out and I mean, you know, I'll still fight MMA, whatever, man, I'm taking all challengers. Like I said, man, like I, uh, my, my plan is to open up a glory. I'm going to open up a glory here, uh, at some point, you know, and so I'm just trying to build the bank, build the pocketbook, uh, get some more accolades, and uh, yeah, man, just just build it up. I love it. I think you will be a great fit for BKFC, so I'm looking forward to this debut. I think you're going to fit right in, like you said, with the culture, with the fighting style. It's a little bit wild. It's a little bit out there on the edge, so I'm looking forward to it. But you said, I guess, last thing I'll ask you, I guess, you know, what can we expect moving forward? You know, this phase of your career, I guess you, you kind of touched on it, but is it really like let's just let's just get in as much as we can and, and start moving towards the, you know, the post-fighting days and getting the gym ready and, and, and getting set up for that? Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, definitely. The, my dogs down here as if you see me moving move my hand like that that's that's what's going on people uh, no, uh, just to be sorry. clear uh, get out of here man uh yeah for sure man like uh i'm 35 you know i mean uh we all know this can't last forever uh so yeah like i mean i'm just gonna get in as much as i can while i still can i mean i love this so like i don't really know how i'm ever gonna be able to quit you know like this is this is what i do but uh yeah i am starting to trying to think about a transition you know to to not necessarily fully fighting anymore but man yeah i mean i still i still got plenty left in me so trying trying to build that bank account and let's go I love it, man. Well, there's no doubt you'll put on a show. We uh, we look forward to it, Kevin. November 18th, it's in Omaha. It's BKSC33, uh, and we'll certainly be tuned in and, and wish you the best of luck there, my friend. Let's go, man. I appreciate you guys. All right, wish it crash. The best of luck as he kind of enters this stage of his career and, and, and keeps his journey moving on. Uh, man, so much going on. And then, the, you know, <laughs> we've got the USC on Saturday night. You still got the Bellator on Friday night as well. I mean, Bellator, Vadim Nimkov versus Corey Anderson, the rematch for the light heavyweight title, the Grand Prix final. I mean, a big one there. Patricky Freire versus Usman Nurmagomedov in the other title fight. This is all on Friday night as well. Of course, Showtime for the main event. Then they'll stream uh, the prelims as well. I don't know how you're supposed to keep up with everything on Friday night. I have no idea as a fan, what the strategy is. I mean, I know key, of course, is to make sure 
that UFC Fight Pass is locked on CFFC 115. I know you want to do that, all right? That's that's my one single recommendation for you. You're going to see the undefeated Raheem Forrest vie for the uh, vacant welterweight title there. Uh, we were supposed to have uh, Donovan Beard come back in his first fight um, after the loss to Bo Nickel. Uh, obviously frustrating. I did get to talk to Donovan Beard about it, and, uh, you know, he admits he, he kind of lost focus, man. He tried to block out all the hype and all the – you know, everything about Bo Nickel, and then just, you know, at the end, it kind of it, it kind of caught up to him at, at the wrong moment, you know, while he was in there, and he's like, I lost focus, and he's like, man, I'm so frustrated, and, and that's not me, and then, unfortunately, he was scheduled to return, and, and didn't, um, his opponent dropped out, and uh, so he's off the card. Uh, Bo Semeniego in the co-main event now, a uh, very talented prospect as well, so if you tune in, on, on Friday night in Tunica, Mississippi, you'll certainly get a chance to see that. So make sure you tune that in on the USC Fight Pass. But then elsewhere, you know, maybe you throw your BKFC TV app on. Maybe you uh, maybe you got a little Showtime going over here as well. Two big title fights in there. I mean, a big card there for Bellator in Chicago. Uh, you know, all that. But then Saturday night, the runway is cleared a little bit for the UFC. Heavyweights in the main event, Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. Um, you know, uh, one that I'm actually pretty interested in, right? Because obviously Derek Lewis, you know, how do you not love some Derek Lewis? You're not an MMA fan and don't love some Derek Lewis, right? But he's had some setbacks, and this is kind of a big moment for him, man. He he, he kind of really needs to pick up a win here. And Sergey Spivak, you know, not necessarily the most um, flashy heavyweight in the division by any stretch of the imagination, um, but one that can certainly get the job done and one that the odds makers has pegged as the favorite. And I understand why. Now, I do kind of like Derek Lewis in this role here as an underdog because, you know, when I think of Derek, Sergey is not the fastest grappler. Like, if I think of a, a grappler with speed that can chain things together, that's a nightmare for Derek Lewis. But he continues to work hard. He looks to be relatively lean. And. I was just watching the stream that Cole Coffee was uh, shooting from over there at the Apex. Shout out to Cole Coffee for uh, batting down the fort over there while I'm here. Um, and he, he looks lean. It looks like he continues to be in good shape. Um, so so we'll see. I, I To be honest with you, I kind of like Derek Lewis in an underdog role here. But Sergey Spivak, again, it's it's the grapplers that are always going to give Lewis trouble, right? And, and Spivak um, can certainly do that. And, and so I understand why he's the, the favorite here to the odds makers. So... Uh, we'll see. Uh, listen, uh, you know, um, Derek Lewis did have some jokes as usual. So you got to hear from Derek Lewis right now. What you want to hear for in a, a couple moments is a couple minutes in, you'll hear some chastising going on of somebody moving. Uh, that was Cole Coffee. So Cole Coffee catches some heat from Derek Lewis here. The Black Beast lets him have it. Um, I, I did clarify the cold coffee what was happening as it was going on, and that was I guess the bout sheet had the the, the bout uh, uh, mistakenly listed as a three round fight, and he was trying to clarify with staff I guess before he asked his question he just noticed it at that moment and he was trying to clarify with staff that it was five rounds not three rounds because obviously that would be a little bit of a uh, a change, uh, and and he got busted on it so he catches some heat but then. I'm not even there, and I catch some shrapnel at the end, which <laughs> I guess is understandable. Uh, you know, I can always I, I caught serious heat last time I was around Derek Lewis, so why shouldn't I catch a little bit even when I'm not there? But you know, we can't let you get away without hearing from the Black Beast. Well, good morning. You look incredible. How are you feeling? Feeling okay. How are you doing? I'm good. You just feel okay? Yeah. All right. So, what have you been up to these last four months? Um, 
Four months? Why do you say four months? Why I don't, did I do my math wrong? Hmm? Did I do my math wrong? How long yeah. has it been? Since my last fight? No, probably about two months. Really? I did weeks, that bad at math? Days, six hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's some bullshit, that last one for sure, but yeah. But I've been okay. Went down a mental journey. Took some mushrooms. I had to come back, go, go on a crazy trip. Yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah. Can you give us more details about that crazy trip? No. We gotta wait till my special come out next year on Netflix. <laughs> awesome. So I now that I'm now I'm gonna second guess myself because I did the math wrong. But I think that you're undefeated in main events here. Is that correct? <sighs> Did I, I don't want to think that? about it. I don't want to think about it because this year has not been my year, you know. So it'd be good if I could keep the streak going, but you know, this year haven't been my year, and I want to end the year off with a bang, and it'd be great to get a win here in Vegas, you know. Why do you think that this year hasn't been your year? Did the, do you think something that you know there was a, a reason for that, or I don't know, you know. I trained hard as I could. Like this year, I trained probably like the most I ever trained, and for both my last both both fights, and it didn't go my way. You know, I did everything the right way, and it still didn't go my way. Um, I don't know. I mean, I still even train even harder for this fight, and so we'll see how things go Saturday. I believe that I can get the job done, even in the later rounds. You know, I'm looking forward to the fourth and the fifth round. I'm looking forward to a main event fight, this fight. So do you kind of hope that it goes that, that long, that you can kind of show? Shit, I kind of hope it has a few seconds. But if it goes five rounds, that's fine. But I'm, I'm ready, I'm excited. My coaches got me ready. I'm motivated, even though, you know, it's really not too much for me to be motivated for at this, this point in my career, but I am motivated. And I'm ready to get in there. Um, I feel like I still got a lot left in the tank. And, you know, we'll see how things go Saturday. What motivates you? What motivates me, um, I guess you still say my family. Um, just being a winner and all the people that really believe in me. You know, that want, want me to do good and stuff like that. Look how unprofessional he is, man. Making all that damn noise. Man, he unprofessional. If anybody else had been up here, you would have been full, all like oh, like four or five cameras working at the same time, but it's me. But it's all good. Do you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish doing what you're doing. Okay, turn around. Yeah, go ahead. Next question before I walk out on y'all. Not disrespecting. Um, I'm just curious, what what were your thoughts when you got the name? Another Sergey is, it, you know, what what go, went through your mind? What kind of fight do you predict from him? Um, I, whenever I heard that it was him, and I said, okay, that's fine. It didn't matter. I don't care who they give me. You know, I just wanted to fight anyone. It didn't matter, especially after my last fight. It didn't matter um, who it would have been, how quick it would have been. I, I prefer it would have been quicker than what what I got this week, you know, um, but I didn't care. But I think he's a good opponent. Um, what I've been seeing on the highlights, he liked the wrestle a lot. So that I like that So because I like the wrestle too. But I never really showed that in my fight. So we'll see how it goes Saturday. 
Did something happen to your Instagram? I can't find it. Did well, you delete I it? No, I didn't delete it. I've just been banned. Oh. People, yeah, shadow banned. But people been reporting every video I post. I'm keep telling them he's okay, she's okay, <laughs> and they still like reporting, making it seem like they're dead and stuff like that. The man is okay. <laughs> Yo, I missed it. Mm. Um, and I guess one last question. I take the mood down a little bit. I apologize for that. But we lost. You're a woman. Oh. <laughs> so I expect that women do that. <laughs> no matter how good things going in a relationship, they always pull a rabbit out of the head at the end. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, well, that, that feels weird to ask it now. Um, we lost a legend this week, and I'm curious if you could speak on that and, and maybe how Rumble affected your career or any inspiration you got from him or, or anything they might want to say. Um, yeah, it was pretty sad. Um, because we really the same age, me and him, and to see how healthy he was a year ago, to see how he was beginning of the year, it's like real sad and just, I didn't know if it was that serious, you know, um, so all right, my condolences go out to him and his family, his family and the friends and stuff like that, like it's, it's pretty sad, that's all. Thank you. Mm. Hey Derek. You said at the moment there's not a lot to be motivated for in your career, but then you said that you've been training harder for this fight than any other fight. I'm curious, why would you train so hard if you're still not motivated to try and get to the top or something? Um, I believe that I have to. You know, my back is really against the wall now. You know, I don't want to lose three fights in a row. I really, only want to lose one fight. So I already I take it hard on myself every time I lose a fight. You know, I don't stop thinking about my last fight until I get a new fight. And so I'm just tired of thinking about my, my last fight being some BS, you know, yeah. the way it ended. And so I just want to come out here this week, give it all that I got, you know, almost at the end of my career and just don't want to have no woulda, coulda, shouldas whenever everything is all said and done. See that last fight, which obviously got stopped in a really weird way, is that, almost, is that harder to take because you're like, man, you didn't even let me show what I can do, or is it easier to take because you're like, well, that was bullshit, whatever? No, it's even harder to take because I for sure should have won that fight. I believe that I should have won the fight. The game plan that we had for that fight, that it should have been an easy fight for me. It was four months ago, by the way, she was, right? It was four months ago? It was, yeah. Women are What's always What's today's right. date? What's today? What today is? It's July, August, September, November. October, November. So it's fine. God damn! Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> man, damn! Motherfuckers in Colorado, man. All them damn good mushrooms. But um, man, okay. I've never Three, actually. Four months. My my apologies. I've never actually taken mushrooms. Would you recommend them? No. Okay. No, no. Um, that's probably. They give you headaches. That's what I heard. I don't. Yeah. I don't take mushrooms either. Okay. But they give you headaches. Okay. Why you take too many of them? The only reason I'm asking you this is because you once mentioned him to us before. But what do you make of Elon Musk buying Twitter? Oh, I don't care. Shit. Oh. Is it gonna give me money? Like, I don't know. He might not ban you like Instagram, though, right? That's his whole thing. No, nah, I don't. I've been hearing and seeing a lot of stuff that's been going on with all of that. People are getting really using the free speech on that platform right now. And like, I don't want to. I don't care about that. But he's firing a lot of people. You know, he's cutting down a lot. Publicly. Uh, sad. Yeah, it is sad. You know, are we still in a pandemic right now or what? 
Or we in? I don't know if we are anymore, I think. Uh, I think actually. Well, it's sad, either way. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. Hey, Derek. Um, what do you think of the first season of House of Dragons? Um, it's been pretty good. Um, I'm still on the third episode. <laughs> because I watch it at night and I fall asleep. But it, it, it was it kind of slow at the beginning, but like the third episode is pretty good. Yeah. But not so much penises, so I'm, I'm, glad, I'm happy about that so far. But I, I don't really like all that. The uncle knocking down his niece. I don't like all that, man. It's like cringy to me. Did you like the original Game of Thrones? Yeah, I love the original Game of Thrones. Um, I love Jon Snow, of course. Everybody does. And the way that started off, it was just crazy to see that the father get his head cut off. And I thought he was like the main character. And that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with the show, because it was unpredictable. What do you think of the last season? Everyone seems to either really like it or despise it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it, but it was just crazy that that's how the main character, the what the evil guy, had died. Come on, man! All the other stuff he's been doing, mean to me, that's how he's gonna die. But yeah, it's all good. I like the show. It's good. Um, you were once undefeated in Texas. What the hell happened? That's what I don't know, man. I'm, I think somebody out there doing voodoo on me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's the media. It's something in the air, man. Something in the air. Because this is like new people every time I'm doing interviews now. What's your name? Alex. You knew, right? You interviewed me before? Yeah. Oh, okay. I interviewed you when you knocked you didn't, me You didn't interview me before, right? Uh-huh. You did? I think so. I mean, I've been in the room at least. But you never interviewed me. See, it's new. <laughs> um, yeah, you did. This guy knew. You from BET? Where you from? Where you from? No, I'm at Full Send. Who? Full Send. Oh, close enough. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not remember the last time you spoke to the media, you were like ripping John about his blue shirt and stuff like that? Yeah, that's why you're not here today. That's fine. I'm about to say fuck John, too. Yeah, fuck all the voting against me now. But anyways... Next question. Y'all good? Uh, one, one last one. Um, you fought just a bit about everybody in the top 15, man. Like, mm. are you at the point where you're going to start rematching people or are you going to fight these up-and-comers? Like, like what, where's your mindset? It doesn't matter. That's fine if I um, fight newcomers, uh, rematch or whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Is there one person that you would like to get a rematch? Spivak. What's the last guy I fought? Sergey Pavlovich. Sergey, I would like to fight him. Or I would like to fight the winner out there, um, Tavasa and Sergey. Thanks, man. Derek, very rarely do you ever have two losses in a row. You talked a little bit about the mentality side of things. Did that take a hit to your your belief in yourself? Or, or did doubt at any point start to enter? Or is that the kind of thing that you just don't let that even enter into your head? No, I don't think it have no type of impact on me whatsoever because you know, I've been down and out before. And also, I look at those fights, and I like the Tuvasa fight. I believe I was winning the fight, and stuff happens. And this last one, come on, man. Like, just like old Izzy was saying, 
we need to bring Maserati back, man. What's his name? Maserati. 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 The same guy. We need to bring that back, man. For real. <laughs> what did you think about that Izzy fight? Did you watch that? Yeah, I watched it. Um, I thought he was winning the fight. He was doing good. Um, it's like it's just hard. I'm pretty sure his game plan was into the back straight up and the, against the cage. I'm sure that he didn't want to do that, but. It's completely different whenever you step inside the octagon. You want to do the game plan, but sometimes it just goes straight out of the window. You know, we were talking to your opponent earlier today. You know, both you guys are heavy-handed throwers. Is this fight as simple as the first person that, that gets that good, solid punch is going to win, or is it that you have to be prepared that you guys have taken the shots, you've taken the damage and training that you have to expect to be in there till the end, whether it be three rounds, five rounds? For sure, you know, I learned the hard way. You know, I believe that even if you hit a guy, a good shot, he might not go down. So you got to prepare yourself to go the distance. So that's what I've, I've been doing. Yeah. And supposedly the, the rock is in the building. If you could tell him anything about what you think about his shoes, what would you say about his shoes? Come on, man. You trying to start a fight already? I'd love to see you fight the rock. <laughs> <laughs> shoes is good. You know, I believe I should be um, a partner that should do a commercial with me. How would you How would you pitch it? Say I'm the Rock. Pitch Pitch your Pitch your uh, your idea. Be like, say, Jabroni, I need to be um, a spokesperson for your your shoes. You know, I haven't had a chance to, um, to drink your tequila or whatever, but I heard it's amazing. So, um, you know, let me be a part of the team. If not, you already know the answer. Fuck you, damn yeah. I love it. Best of luck on uh, Saturday. Look forward Thank to you. it. Thank you. Derek always got jokes. Always got jokes. Uh, but listen, I, I do I do like this, you know, this attitude where he, where he says, look, it's a weird balance with Derek Lewis because I think it's, a, it's, it's such this mental balance of – if he thinks too much about stuff and puts too much pressure on himself and thinks too much about the moment, and this is not just Derek Lewis, this is a lot of athletes. If you make too much of the moment and put too much of it on yourself, you know, you lock up and and it causes you to have a poor performance. But if you also don't really recognize the importance of everything, if you really don't, um, I don't know, if you don't seize the moment, if you don't, you know, give things their worth, then they're gone. And he says, you don't want to have that coulda, woulda, shoulda, right? It's like you minimize these things, you downplay these things so that the pressure isn't too much on you. But then if they pass you by and you didn't really take that moment to know that, man, I recognize how important this was, I gave it my all, that matters too. You know what I mean? And and I think – as he said, it's 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 just this weird balance with him. And again, he's not the only guy like this. There's been a lot of guys like this through history where it's so weird because, you know, they'll tell you, ah, when I relaxed and I didn't worry about it, that's when I was free and I fought. And, you know, but if you're like, you relax too much and you're not giving it 100% and you're not giving it 100% mental focus. So it's an interesting place where Derek Goose is at. And I kind of like it where he's like, look, I'm not going to make too much out of it. However, I am going to work my ass off in training. And I, you know, I don't want there to be any woulda, coulda, shoulda at the end of my mixed martial arts career, which I, I know is coming sooner rather than later. Um, you know, and and um, I don't know. We'll see what he can do. You know, I don't necessarily have 
championship aspirations for Derek Lewis. I, I just think there's some really, really difficult matchups for him. But you never know. I mean, if Nagano's still holding the belt and he's able to get that matchup somehow and work his way into that, uh, I mean, you know, I think obviously he's facing an entire different Francis Nagano now. But what I'm saying is anybody that's going to go toe-to-toe, that's a 50-50 because if Derek lands clean, you're going night-night, right? So, I don't know. Um, if nothing else, you know he's going to be in some entertaining fights. So, uh, hopefully I can make it over there. My flights aren't delayed on the way back on Saturday, and I can make it over there for at least the main event and check that out on Saturday at the UFC Apex before I head over to the Circa for Tough Enough Fight for Our Troops and our man Oscar Willis getting his fight. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I, I really am excited. Some other fun fights on the UFC card. Again, not the big names. This is what we expect, right? The, the, the big names are on the pay-per-views, the ones that you really care about, the ones that are huge. That's where they are, but some some competitive matchups nonetheless. Uh, Kennedy and Shigulu against Iwan uh, Kutalaba could be a good one. Uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta looks like he could be a lot of fun against Chase Sherman. We'll see how that plays out. Andre Fiala versus Muslim Salikov could be phenomenal. You got the return of Jack Della Maddalena that everybody seems to think is the surefire, can't miss, um, you know, prospect. Ricky Tercios is back on the card. Uh, so I think there'll be some fun fights. I'll be watching most of them from the plane with you. And uh, hopefully everybody enjoys the show. Friday is going to be crazy. You might have to save some. Some of your MMA watching for Friday, you know what I mean, for Saturday, because there's just so much of it. But, uh, hey, man, I'd rather have too much than not enough, right? Uh, all right. So, anyway, listen, um, thank you for putting up with just my voice today. I apologize. Like I said, I had to make a, a real pivot on the schedule to get everything done before I head out of town. The combination of trips last week and this week uh, has just kind of stacked everything up together. Um but I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. Getting to do some more commentary, which I'm, I'm loving. Hopefully I can just add even more to the schedule uh, next year as I kind of grow into this role. And Yeah, man. I, I, I'm trying to trying to add this to the collection, and I really, really enjoy doing it. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. Hopefully you guys enjoy um, you know, watching. Uh, obviously working with CM Punk again last week was great, and I think he's in on the rest of the year schedule. Um, obviously his schedule has cleared a little bit over at his other place of employment. Uh, so I think he's in with us the rest of the year. And, uh, look, we got this one next week. We got, uh, CFFC 116 Atlantic city. And we got another fury pro grappling event. Oh man. I, uh, I wish I could say, I, well, I mean, I'm not trying to just sit here and be a tease, but it's really funny to be on the side of like working with the organization as they're trying to get some stuff together. And we're trying to work on a, a main event, or at least I heard rumors of a main event that I would be super honored to be calling. So uh, we'll see how it all comes together, man. Uh, hopefully we'll have a big you know, end-of-year bash like we did last year at Fury Professional Grappling. Uh, yeah, man, buckle up for this crazy weekend. I will make sure to bring you an and-a-half episode a little bit sooner than I did last week for all of you uh, supporters over at patreon.com slash the NBA Roadshow. We will, of course, wait until after uh, hot tease fight. I'll see if I can get a couple words. From, I'll, I'll make sure and bring some recording equipment with me uh, to the Circa. Hot T has made it clear that as soon as the bout is over, uh, he's going to get belligerently drunk because he has had, had to be abstaining from alcohol quite a bit as he's been in fight camp. So uh, definitely don't blame him there. Uh, I will have to call a few more fights. Uh, so hopefully uh, the thing about Hot T that you longtime listeners will know is that my man has a little bit of a timer on him. Uh, and once he gets to a point, like, he's in his own little world. Uh, I don't know how that will coincide with the rest of our broadcast that evening. Uh, but if I can get a few words of, uh, I've, I've, I'm just going to say celebratory banter, man, because I have a feeling uh, he's going to get it done. In fact, I know 
uh, after the media day. I know uh, cold coffee and hot tea, you're going to the gym to get like kind of one late last workout in. So, I mean, um, cool cool what they've gone through together with this journey. Dan Tom's been along there as well, man. I know he was bummed that he didn't get to fight. He was really hoping to fight again. Uh, but obviously Dan Tom, a former longtime colleague, man, I'm, I'm all happy to – to see that he was back in the gym as well, and, and those guys were all training together and having a blast. So the Train Alta program, man, very, 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 very cool. Uh, you know, and it lasted a lot longer than any of them thought due to some scheduling conflicts. Um, but I know they really, really all enjoyed the program. And uh, Saturday night, baby, it's fight week. <laughs> uh, we get to see our friend fight. A lot of MMA. We'll have it all covered for you. Uh, next week it will be uh, New York be thanksgiving week the holiday but you know we never stop you know there's never any holiday here uh my man cold coffee not making the journey there my family making the journey with me they've always wanted to see new york so i'm gonna head up there maybe i can grab a couple media that's up there and do a little couple guest spots we'll figure all that though we got plenty of time for that because right now we're loaded up cfsc tough enough ufc bellator bare knuckle it's all there watch it all most importantly thanks for listening Thank you.